0: Welcome to the Great American Collectibles Show, seen Wednesdays on the Sports Collectors Daily Facebook page and the Great American Collectibles Facebook page. You can also listen to us on iHeartRadio, Pandora, and Spotify. The Great American Collectibles Show is brought to you by the National Sports Collectors Convention and Sports Collectors Daily. Tonight's headlines are brought to you by Sports Collectors Daily. For all of your hobby news, features, and more, go to sportscollectorsdaily.com and now your host Tom Zappala It is
1: showtime. Alright, my name is Tom Zappala co-host of the Great American Collectibles Show up in the Boston area You can watch us on Facebook Live, uh, Sports Collectors Daily Facebook page uh, We're all over, all over everything, YouTube, what else? All
2: right.
1: Put your mics on
2: Oh
3: All the mics on? Social media Yeah Social media, YouTube, uh, Spotify, Pandora. We're on pace to exceed that. There's not a, a, a place in this room where you can walk where you don't bump into four or five people. So uh, we're thrilled that we're able to host it. Chicago has always been a great site for us. Um, our staff has done what an unbelievable job. I mean, if you saw the number of people we had to get into this building in the last three or four hours, you, you just fall over, but they, they did a great job and we've got everything going. Uh, biggest corporate areas we've ever had. We've got two corporate areas uh, here in Hall F and the, another one in Hall A. Dealer booths throughout the building. Just as, as big as you could make it, that's what we did this year.
1: John, I, I do have a question regarding, you've seen changes, tremendous changes from day one to today with the technology. Tell us about some of the changes that you have seen.
3: Well, I guess the the National, when I first got involved, started out as a big card show, that's about it. Um, We had probably 300, 400 vendors. We're now so much more reliant on social media to do things. Uh, We're reliant, I mean, one of the concerns we had, if you were in Atlantic City last year, everybody knew that Wi-Fi was a problem. Well, you know, we had to address that. We had to make sure that we had enough Bandwidth enough, everything so that people could use their Wi-Fi, and I, I think we've come through that one. Uh, we didn't anticipate 90-degree temperatures with 90-degree, 90% humidity, but uh, it's a little bit cooler today than it was earlier in the week. Uh, Technology-wise, just the stuff that you see around here—the you know the case break, doing things till midnight on two or three nights of the show. Um, Every everybody has jumped in and this industry is, has grown so much bigger and we've done everything that we could to accommodate that and to actually welcome that into the into the national. Alright, so I'm gonna
1: introduce the three gentlemen to my right who have been, I think since day one, with Brogy, with Mr. Brosi here at every national. All right, so let's welcome first of all to my far right from Mile High Card Company Brian Drent.
4: Yeah, In between
1: Brian and this gentleman here is Joe Tomasulo from Memory Lane Auctions, and then Mr. Wonderful himself, Derek Grady from Heritage Auctions. I'm going to ask Brian first. Brian, you've worked with John for many, many years. Your observations? Oh,
5: man, I just... Uh, it, it's its beyond words, truthfully. I mean, it's uh, from the time I've been doing this show, um, it almost... Get, raises the hair on my arms just to (laughs) remember what the show used to be like and what it's like now i mean look around i mean it's 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 truly the the disneyland of sports collectibles so it's uh it's a credit to john roji and his staff for the vision that they had and and what they put together and how uh they brought this to uh another level
6: joe a little before little before my time. I've been doing this about 15 years. I don't go back as far as Derek and Brian, but over the past 15 years, I've seen this show evolve at an incredible rate. I mean, you look at the attendance today versus a decade ago, no comparison. Derek?
2: You know, I I think my first one was 1996 as somebody to walk the floor to buy stuff as a... How old was I in 1996? I was probably 40 in 1996. (laughs) But either way, John and his staff have always... We're always in the corporate area for Heritage. And I can tell you they're amazing with... Whether it's the, the dealers, whether it's the corporate area, whether it's the collectors. He's just... They've done a wonderful job. And now, what was the attendance you're
3: expecting here? Well, we're expecting to surpass Atla- uh, Anaheim of 91, which was roughly 90,000 people. So we're probably going to hit six figures, right? Yeah. Possibility,
1: I mean, 100,000 people this weekend. That and is I have amazing. Not,
3: I have not had the
2: opportunity amazing. to walk the floor like I'd like to, but it is the the breadth and depth of what's here, the wax, the, the breakers, the vintage dealers, the modern dealers. There's something, truly something for everybody in here. And we'll miss John doing this and the staff and wish him the best, you know, success
3: John, in I can't
1: thank you enough. You have been uh, such a pleasure to work with over the years,
3: and you're not going to be a stranger, right? Not at all, not at all. I would be remiss if I didn't mention my ex-partner, Mike. Mike Burkus, My late partner, Mike, I guess. Yeah. Mike Burkus had a vision in 1980, and he kicked off this whole thing about a national and it, it traveling a little bit around the country, and we lost Mike... In late 2015, uh, his son Dan has, has jumped in and, and done a, a yeoman's job in helping to make this show what it has become today. And I won't be a stranger, Tom. Love you. You too, John. You've been really good to us. Take care. Wishing
1: you the best. How about a nice hand for John Brogy? Thank you, John. <laughs> okay. Uh, I promised you... And by the way, a little later on, uh, we've got some other guests coming on. Uh, New Orleans' Steve Lane, who has a new book out called Mickey Mantle, Life and Memorabilia. Uh, He's going to be joining us. Steve is the foremost Mickey Mantle collector in the country, in my opinion. Right? Pretty much.
2: Yeah. I mean, the guy is obsessed with Mickey Mantle. And he gave me a And he's still here buying Mickey Mantle stuff. I saw his post that he's out of money. I don't believe it. I hope there's dealers listening to drain his bank account before he flies back. All right, anyway. So we promised you that we would
1: show you, actually, we've got probably four. We we definitely have the two most valuable cards here at the convention on stage with us right now. And then there are two more cards that are probably in the top 10, I would think. Right? All right, so first of all, Mile High Card Company is going to has the auction started yet, Brian?
5: No, it'll start August 23rd, and then it'll uh, culminate. So September August
1: 9th. 23rd, um, Mile High Card Company will be having their auction, and this card, the Mona Lisa, is going to be in it. Brian, can you can you show it to us? This is the T 206 Honus Wagner, and How many, about 50 of them exist. In that ballpark, yeah. About 50 of them exist, and they're few and far between. Can you hit, can I, uh, may I touch it? Sure. Thank you. (laughs) This is a great card. Uh, As I said, this is going to be going into the auction. When you really think about it, this card is probably what started it all uh, in the world of card collecting that and the card that you're gonna hold up. Would you agree to that?
2: Yeah, I mean, when I was a kid, uh, the T206 Wagner was always the one that the the old timers talked about, that that was the card to have. I'll take
1: a $25 bid for this right now. Now got <laughs> The second, well, the other card that is in, in this beautiful uh, conference center is another card that's going up for auction. And last year, this card in a nine point five,
2: yeah, sold for twelve point six million. Sold for twelve
1: point five million. Actually,
2: went viral before and after the auction. It was—it's a very famous card. I was taking pictures with it the entire show.
1: All right, so this one is grading out at a nine. This is a fifty-two mantle, grading out at a nine, and I would say probably in the same price range.
2: No, I mean we have this one estimated at six million, so actually that half a point bump actually got it over ten. So we have this estimated six million. It is Rosenfind. It is literally a twin of the nine five. I you're splitting hairs as a grader, but it's it's a beautiful card. It's a, uh, from the famous Rosenfind. It's a beautiful card. Can't believe the centering.
1: Yeah.
3: Beautiful. All right Joe,
1: now you have two cards. Why don't
6: you tell us about it? Sure. So this is this is a nineteen seventeen standard biscuit bay boot. Yeah, There's only three known, the other two are graded twos, and this is graded a six. It's one of Root's rarest cards. It's much rarer than the Baltimore News Root, which is Root's most valuable card. But what's really special about this card, and people don't realize it, this image is a true rookie Babe Ruth image. It was taken at Hot Springs, Arkansas. March 1915, no. right and he. then it was put on several of his issues. This Rivia. should sell in the area of a half a million to three quarters of a million dollars. All right.
1: What about the second? Don't we, now. What are you going to give him a hot time? I mean, how many are there?
2: This is rarer than the Baltimore News, Newsroo.
6: There's only three standard biscuits known. Yeah.
2: Do you know what I have in my collection? <laughs>
6: Do you Derek, have one? you should pick that up.
2: That's uh, none of your business. But I mean, all right. Right. What's amazing is
6: the grade disparity. Yeah. No. The grades. So you got two twos and you got one six.
1: All right. Now you've got another card. You got a T two o six card. Yeah. Tell us about that. This is a really interesting card. Well,
6: this one has two really different c- collecting angles. So this is a the famous T two o six Piedmont plank, which follows. The Wagner, Wagner in Prestige but this has a Piedmont back. There's only five Piedmont Plank backs known and what happened was this was manually removed from what was called a scrapper sheet they never hit the tobacco packs. So factory workers maybe saved a couple of them and this is one of the five known Piedmont planks. Also interesting is it usually has a blue background color. This is missing ink. So in the printing process, the blue was never put behind Eddie Plank's Carl Horner image. We estimate this anywhere between 300,000 and a half a million. And Joe, how much of the, uh, Ruth? half a million plus so there's the some
1: there's some nice uh, value up here all right listen we, as i said we've got a lot of giveaways but you have to kind of earn them so we have a we have
2: some wait they don't earn stage. them by just sitting there listening to us okay. am i going to be able to flip I, I don't know if you have the ability to throw but here you want to throw some i can flip there? very well all right so so here's what you got here we okay. are giving yeah, away 2023 20, tops chrome I am not an expert on modern, but I guarantee there's autographed cards and chase cards and whatever these guys put in their modern packs nowadays. So get ready to answer his BS trivia questions, and you will get some Killing packs.
1: me. You're killing me. All right. My partner, Rico Petruccelli, Red Sox Hall of Famer. He's my broadcast partner. Rico um, held the American League record for a shortstop a one season, 40 home runs. Held it for over 25 years. Who broke his record? A-Rod, you win.
2: That was, Just hand it to that guy. That gentleman. was horrible.
1: Give me a chance. You
2: got Absolutely it. Okay. horrible. The card's now damaged. Can you open the pack and embarrass him when the, when there's places no, on these monitors? You monitor. know what it is?
1: They're light. They're very, very light. Yeah. Okay. Another one. Who has, this is going to be for a t-shirt, a Great American Collectibles t-shirt. Who has the most career hits in a single season in major league history? Each or all. These are very easy questions. There you go. There you go. So we're going to be giving out, by the way, we also have later on, uh, we're going to be giving out a copy of our book uh, that uh, Joe uh, Orlando, myself, and Ellen wrote. It's called the uh, 100 Greatest Baseball Autographs. We're going to be giving a a free autograph copy of this. Uh, You go for the pretty ones.
2: Well, now I'm just picking random people. I see a kid right there with a B on his hat. Get up here. Wait, I see somebody waving. Oh, wow. Yeah,
1: give it to that kid. He's a nice-looking kid.
2: Okay, let's see.
1: Uh, We're also going to be giving away a copy of Baseball and Bubblegum. Uh, a great book about the 1952 top set.
2: See, I'm easier with the giveaways. Yeah, that's too easy, though. Yeah, because he's just going to... Go? Gonna, yeah, nah, we've got yeah, some yeah, other stuff. All right,
1: listen, I want to chat with you guys for a few minutes. Okay. Hold off a little bit. Yeah. Okay. okay, so, you know, there's a lot of young people here, and we've been hopping on this for a long time. Last one. We've been hopping on this for a long time for you young and young collectors. You know, it's really important, and I'm going to ask you guys to all chime in here. It's very, very, very important (laughs) for um, you to have what we call a diversified portfolio. If you're going to buy modern and ultra modern cards and you're going to flip them, good luck to you. You may make some money, you may not make some money. You should really consider, and we're talking to the young people here. Really consider having a well-rounded collection, both vintage, modern, and ultra-modern. And you should be looking at the vintage cards, almost like like a, a stock portfolio. The blue chip stocks, the IBMs, uh, the Procter & Gamble. That's the base. Trip in here. What do you guys think? What's your opinion? We're just letting you go. No, seriously. What's oh. your opinion?
2: What's my opinion on diversification? Go. So if you had just invested in modern cards during the pandemic and you saw some great returns and now you've started to see that real back and maybe you're sitting on some stuff that has gone down tremendously, just keep in mind vintage cards will always be the backbone. Would you agree, Joe?
6: A hundred percent. They're
2: antiques. And they're antiques. And Babe Ruth, Mickey, I mean, I don't care who you pick, Jackie Robinson, Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Ty Cobb. You can buy 1s. You can buy Authentics. You don't have to buy 8s. You don't have to buy, you know, a a T-206 Wagner or a Babe Ruth that Joe thinks is rarer than the Baltimore News Ruth. Um, We'll talk about it. Or, you know, an Eddie Plank that's missing color. You know, it's it's a one-on-one, but there's no color. Piedmont-back. Okay. Piedmont-back, though. So, anyway, if you would have bought... Oh, sorry, Brian. If you would have bought even Babe Ruth Gowdy's graded one, you'd be, you know, from 10 years ago, you'd be 5X now. Okay. So even just buying some vintage cards is a great idea to diversify. That would be my advice to have that in your portfolio.
6: So the funny thing is over the last four or five years, we've seen extraordinary (laughs) pricing upticks with CARB, T206s, Ruth cowdies. And everyone says to me, those prices can't be real. Can the hobby maintain that? But does anyone ever sit back and think they've just been undervalued for so long? Yeah. And that's my opinion. This is catch-up. This is all catching up to where they should have been years ago. Yeah. It's not that they're overvalued. I still think they're undervalued. They're antiques. Baseball's America's pastime. And I think there's a lot of room for more growth with the great vintage stars. Right. Cards and memorabilia.
5: Yeah, I couldn't agree more with Derek and uh, Joe. You know, uh, when we got all, when every one of us got into this, our focus was mostly on vintage cards, it really was. Obviously, modern cards, ultra-modern cards have had great successes in the recent past, uh, but vintage cards, just like uh, Derek was saying, really have uh, you know, stood the test of time, so to speak. Um, and, and like they both said, whether the cards are in exceptionally high grade or low grade, we've seen incredible returns on this material. So uh, I I think Joe's on uh, the right track with just saying how we maybe still are just scratching the surface. I mean, the prices, I remember in our auctions, we would, um, one of my writers would come to me and he's like, when are we gonna sell the next $100,000 card? And then he, now he says, hey, what do we have that's going to sell for over a million in this auction? So, and that was a couple years ago.
1: So, you know, I guess the 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 point being, it's not. Trust me, if you're gonna if you're gonna invest in modern and ultra modern cards, go for it, but just be careful, because you know, you don't want to invest twenty five thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars in a player that's been around for two years, right? And he gets hurt, he gets uh, he gets whacked for you know, uh, performance-enhancing drugs. drugs. Anything can happen. He can tear an Achilles. So be careful about that. That's all we're saying. Have a balanced portfolio. Now, again, the chances of you buying a modern, and ultra-modern card and flipping it, you you can make yourself double your money, possibly. On the other hand, it could be an injury, and that card is worth nothing. I'm going to use uh, Fernando Tatis as an example, or Zion Williamson. Zion Williamson is coming back a little bit, but do you remember how hot uh, Fernando Tatis' cards were? And then what happened? He got, he got whacked for uh, performing enhancing drugs, and his card is pretty much worthless now.
2: Um, I don't know if it's, is it worthless? Well, I, I don't know. But Zion still has a chance to come back. So if you're looking for an investment, you may also look and say, hey, this guy's got all the ability. He's got to get his weight under control. Hopefully he doesn't get injured, and he might be a good buy right now. Just diversify your investments. And then keep in mind too, you have the opportunity here in the hobby. There is going to be so many more millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people entering this hobby. You guys have a head start. Educate yourself. Read books. Re, you know, that's what I did when I was a kid to get a head start. I am telling you, there are people in here. It is going to be. It's just going to keep growing. This is now that we're, you know, you now have fanatics that are saying they're going to start doing shows, maybe like Comic Con conventions. I don't know whether they are, but if they do that, you're just again. It, this, there's so much growth potential. Um, I was always shocked that more people. Everybody goes to games. They sell out games all the time. And I've always wondered, why are those people not coming to trade shows? Well, you're starting to see them come to trade shows now. So you have the opportunity. You're in here first. You know, educate yourselves, buy stuff and make money.
1: All right. We are chatting with Brian Drent, Joe Tomasulo, and Derek Grady. You are watching The Great American Collectibles Show. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Since 1996, Brian Drent and the staff at Denver's Mile High Card Company
7: have led the charge in the collectibles hobby. Mile High is a full-service dealer specializing in buying and selling cards and offers a competitive consignment program for all collectors. Whether it be their computerized want list service, appraisals, or auction services, Mile High has it all. If you've been searching for a company with a selection of high-grade vintage 1888 to 1970 baseball cards and memorabilia that shares your passion, aim high, Mile High. Go to milehighcardcode.com or call 303-840-2784 for more information.
4: For more than 30 years, Robert Edward Auctions has been the industry leader when it comes to helping you realize the most money for your baseball cards and sports memorabilia. In addition to their unparalleled reputation for honesty and integrity, they reach the largest number of bidders in the business and offer lower seller's fees, as well as generous cash advances up front on your valuable material. Contact them today at 908-226-9900. That's 908-226-9900 or at robertedwardauction.com.
0: Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, Memory Lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions. Also, it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest, because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering, we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams. So no time to wait. Reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities. Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices.
5: This is Brian Drent, president of Mile High Card Company. Is your sports card and memorabilia collection properly insured? For easily replaced personal property, homeowner's insurance is all most people need. But for prized possessions that you may have spent a lifetime collecting, it doesn't go nearly far enough. Collectibles Insurance Services has been insuring for over 50 years. They offer a full range of protection and a zero dollar deductible at an affordable rate with no appraisals required. I know because they insure my collection. If you have a minute, go to CollectInsure.com and learn more about insuring your personal card or memorabilia collection. How would you
8: like to own the bat that was used by your favorite player when he hit that towering home run or game winning base hit? Now look no further than JT Sports, specializing in the sale and authentication of professional game used bats. As the official authenticators of professional model game used bats for PSA DNA, JT Sports will guarantee the authenticity of any bat purchased from them. JT Sports also buys and sells game-worn uniforms, gloves, and baseball equipment. The unique quality of the collectible is what JT Sports is all about. Give them a call at 609-487-8003 or check them out at
1: GameUseBats.com. We're back. Uh, As I said to you, commercials, they all get put in later on. So we're back. back. Uh, There is a point that I want to run by you guys. I want to ask, and this is for our our audience to think about also. I call them, we've, we've talked about it, they're called manufactured rarities. Now, manufactured rarities seem to be the in thing today. I know they've been around for a long time, but in my opinion, be careful about investing in that uh, uh, one-of-one Luka Doncic prism purple with the stain on it. It's a manufactured rarity. So that means that they're making it purposely a one-on-one, a one-of-one. A Babe Ruth card A Babe Ruth Gaudi, what you see is what you get. A Honus Wagner T206 card, what you see is what you get. Those guys are dead. They're not coming back. Am I right? Yeah. they're are 100% right. I want to get your opinions on that, you guys. You know,
5: everybody should collect cards that they enjoy, just as we've discussed about having a a well-rounded portfolio. But uh, definitely be uh, uh, careful, uh, you know, Understand that, uh, like like uh, Tom saying, one major injury, one PED, uh, you know, issue, and, and and the amount of money you have tied up in a card can vastly change overnight.
6: Joe? So, Tom, we've spoken about this on your radio show. Yep. Tom loves talking about manufactured rarity. I do, and it is rarity. I mean, if something's a one-on-one, it's a one-on-one, but not to be redundant, it all goes back to these players are still playing, anything can happen, serious injury. So, quick example, and God willing, he'll be okay. Mike Trout has been going through a series of injuries the last couple of years. I mean, is that gonna continue? Everyone called Mike Trout the next Mickey Mantle. Is Mike Trout going to play another 8 to 10 years? Are his knees going to hold up? And if they don't, he's not the next Mickey Mantle. And it eventually falls back on the value of his cards. Uh, Mr. Wonderful?
2: What do you want me to answer? Oh, Manufactured Rarity? Yeah. Run. I mean, if you get a, if I pulled a 101 out of one of these packs, I'm taking the money. I'm going to the highest bidder and taking the money. Because I just don't, you don't know where the, the guy's going to end up. They haven't even played in the majors yet on some of these guys. Exactly. Okay, and the thing with Mike Trout being the next Mickey Mantle, let's let him catch Albert Pujols' numbers first. I know everybody loves Mike Trout, great player, keeps getting injured, though. Look at Albert Pujols' numbers. Maybe his cards are undervalued.
1: By the way, if you have a question, just raise your hand. You can come up. We'll hand you the mic. You can ask the question to anybody on the panel. In the second hour, by the way, we have these three gentlemen are going to be leaving us. And we have uh, Brian Dwyer from REA Auctions, uh, Joe Orlando from Heritage Auctions will be joining us, and Mike Hefner from Leland's uh they'll be joining us he'll be joining us also so you guys
2: got the booby prize the next <laughs> panel you really have is exactly so if leg. you have
1: a question raise it we'll get a mic to you uh new Orleans, steve is out in the audience so maybe steve can help us out uh holding a mic if he has to are we are we keeping you awake oh he's you sure
2: yeah okay. he's gonna hang himself if just, he can't just want to make to sure okay.
1: um okay another trivia what are we going to give away What do you got? Packs. All right, a couple of more packs. Packs. Uh, Two packs for this answer. Two packs. Who has... We didn't even (laughs) give it out (laughs) yet.
2: Brian, that was great. Brian just wanted to hit somebody in the face of the pack. I mean, that's what he was waiting to do. He did it. Perfect.
1: All right, here's one. Who has the most RBIs in a single... This is a tough one. World Series. Who has the most RBIs in a single World Series game? A single World Series. It's a tough
3: uh, one. I don't know. Most up, RBI. On your
1: phones, and it's look not it up. RBIs. It's RBI. RBI. Right. The oh, most RBI a in the World Series. For two Who, packs. For two packs. Two packs. Who? Wrong. Anybody else?
2: Well, that dude right there. Is-
1: wrong. Come on. Who has Google the most it. RBIs in a single World Series? Who? Absolutely wrong. Anybody else? Close, but no cigar. No. Somebody use your phone and Google it. Most RBI in a single World Series. According to this, I don't think... If you you have have the wrong answer,
2: you're fired. Seriously, these are your questions.
1: No, I'm going to tell you the answer. According to this, and this is baseball reference, Lou Gehrig. He said Lou Gehrig, right there. Okay, come up and get it. Right.
6: Who, was it? Who was it? Lou it? Lou Gehrig. Good job.
1: Good man, good man. I have no idea. If hey, oh, you open the pack and you get anything
2: good, let us know.
1: 28. Yep. Okay. Here's another one. Who has the most home runs? This is an easy one. Who has the most home runs in a single World Series? Who? Ron, (laughs) who has the most home runs in a single World Series? No, you already won. He said Otani. Who? Ernie Banks, Ron.
6: (laughs) He never played in the World Series.
1: Reggie Jackson, right there.
6: Good job. All
1: right.
6: Another topic I want
1: to bring up with you gentlemen that is warm and dear to my heart that seems again, I could get in trouble for this, seems to have crashed and burned. It's called fractional buying. Sure. Let's talk about fractional buying. A year ago at this time, fractional buying was like the big thing. Buy a piece of a Honus Wagner card, we'll stick it in a vault for you, you'll never be able to touch it or see it, uh, and you own a piece of it. It seems as though fractional buying has collapsed. Ryan, your thoughts?
5: yeah absolutely i think uh fractional buying was an interesting concept it's obviously worked in other industries other walks of life but in this business i mean we collect because we enjoy it we're passionate about the material you want to have the material in your possession i think uh, with fractional ownership you don't take uh, possession of the material you can't enjoy it the same and in that same fashion I just think uh, when we were coming out of the pandemic in 2022, uh, the the market was incredibly white-hot. Fractional ownership, I think, made sense at that point. Things have seemed to come back just a little bit, become uh, a a bit more uh, of the norm. And fractional ownership and fractional uh, platforms just don't seem to have the grasp that they uh,
6: we're enjoying a year ago, Joe. Two points on that. It's and guys, correct me if I'm wrong. When they started fractional buying, you're wrong. Oh, <laughs> okay. ah, I just, <laughs> wasn't even at of the starting gate. So, I just want
2: to make sure they wake up out there. I mean, that's so off, we're when they board. started
6: fractional buying, ninety five percent of the emphasis was on modern. You didn't see you didn't see a lot of fractional buying with amazing. vintage cards, and you know I don't know what really drove maybe not
5: the supply that was needed.
6: I don't know what drove that decision, but then modern takes a little hit, and fractional just starts going downhill. Um, the second thing is Brian hit the nail right on the head, so i love my collection i love buying vintage cards
2: there is nobody that loves their collection more than joe thomas i promise you that <laughs> go see him at the memory lane booth and he will show you every blessed piece he has and tell you his story and <laughs> see if the guards will let you stay overnight and he will you'll be here all night with
6: him good and yeah to that point <laughs> brian mentioned you can't hold the piece in your hand so I could take my money and go buy microsoft stock or whatever who cares about having a piece of stock i love value that's passion and collecting vintage memorabilia is a passionate hobby and you can hold it own it and make a lot of money on it so to me you get the best of everything so uh, the, 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 there was a
1: young kid that answered Bobby Richardson. Did he leave? Is, is, he, is he coming back? Send him up here because you know something? Baseball reference is wrong. Hall of Fame is right. Uh, it was Bobby Richardson and not Lou Gehrig. Now, I went by baseball reference, which is my Bible. There he is right you here. You
2: can't Kim Tupac. ask a trivia question give and him give Tupac. the wrong answer. <laughs> Who, wait, I am not getting paid enough money to be up here. All right,
1: enjoy him. All right, we have another special. (laughs) What? It was an honest mistake. It was baseball reference. You probably read it wrong.
2: Baseball reference doesn't have wrong information. You read it wrong.
1: (laughs) Did I? Okay. Jesus
2: Christ. All
1: right, so uh, this gentleman to my left, we consider him probably the foremost Mickey Mantle collector in the country Steve Lane, an attorney from New Orleans. We call him New Orleans Steve. And he actually presented me with a wonderful present before the show. He gave me... And like a holiday I'm, You know I'm cake? a martini drinker. You know I'm a martini yeah. drinker. He gave me a Mickey Mantle martini glass. And I made a promise on the air that if the Yankees make the playoffs, I will have my, my nightly martini in that freaking martini glass... <laughs> The entire time they're in the playoffs.
2: I thought on your wish list was like a Liberace signed eight by ten. I
1: have one. Okay, I I figure.
2: Okay, go ahead. <laughs> All
1: right, Steve uh, has a new book out. It's called Mickey Mantle: A Life in Memorabilia, the Steve Lane co- co- Collection. Uh, this book can, you can buy it where? It's, you get it uh, at themicymantle.com
7: or at the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Now, this
1: is a, is no, pro- well, you're not making any money on this.
7: <coughs> no, all, all the profits go
1: to a charity that will be chosen by uh, the Mantle family. This is a wonderful compilation of Steve's personal collection. Uh,
2: There's that a is picture of me in mind there too.
1: As a matter of fact, if you go over to the Heritage uh, booth, there are a couple of items uh, that are on display at the Heritage Auction Booth. Why don't you tell us about your personal favorites, your personal favorites in this book?
7: All right, well, my personal favorites are, and I've, I've got a lot of my collection from the three gentlemen that are yeah.
1: that are sitting here. This, this man has spent a, a tremendous amount of money with these three people, and that's why they all drive, uh, you know, Corvettes and
2: Mercedes X5 BMW. <laughs>
1: And it really upset my daughter because it reduces
7: her inheritance. But, you know, what are you going to do? Um, I have the very first baseball that Mickey Mantle ever signed. I got that from Brian Drent at the end
1: on uh, Mile High. I remember that, Brian. Wasn't that a great ball? That was a great ball. As a matter of fact, Joe Tomasulo told me about it. I ran over there. And he showed me the ball. It was like, are you kidding me? How old was Mickey when he signed that?
7: Mantle was 18 years old. He was playing for the Independence Yankees. And his roommate won his first game. And Mantle said, flip me the ball. So he flipped Mantle the ball. Mantle signed it. Wrote on it. My first pro win. Mantle flips the ball back to his roommate. Roommate says, why are you signing my ball? And Mantle says, cause someday I'm gonna be famous. So that's the story behind the first signed Mickey Mantle baseball. Also have, for those of you who saw Mickey Mantle play, he hit his next to last home run off of Denny McClain in 1968 where Denny McClain actually told Mantle what pitch he was going to throw him so that Mantle could hit a home run. I have that baseball. And I have Mickey Mantle's 1963 game-used glove. It's one of only three Mantle gloves that exist from his prime. And I got that directly from the Mantle family. And I basically traced Mickey Mantle's life from, 19, from 1931 1931. To his uh, death, I have the very first Mickey Mantle oh. autograph that exists when he was eight years old in fourth grade. So, for those of you who are Yankee fans, who are Mantle fans, all two of you, who are baseball no historians, no in, uh, this book is basically a museum tour in a book. It's got everything about Mickey Mantle you would possibly want to
1: know. Being from Boston, <laughs> as much as I hate the Yankees, I have to say, this is really a great book. Well, thank you. You did well, and that, trust me, that's as much of a compliment as you're ever gonna get from me. Uh, now, you had an incident, but I'd like to talk about it generally in, in the hobby. Is that okay? Sure. All right. This has to be addressed. We've talked about it on this show many, many times. It seems as though because of the uptick in what's happened in the hobby and how well the hobby is doing, That goes hand-in-hand with an uptick in crime, uh, an uptick in, I mean, breaking and entering into card shops, robberies. We need to talk about that because it seems as though it's really becoming a problem. This gentleman, I'm gonna use him as an example, and then I wanna get your opinions on it. This gentleman uh, has a few items up for auction, sent them via FedEx, to this gentleman and how many of them were stolen
2: they're gonna think i stole the items now thank you for... i'm sorry they're gonna implicate me <laughs> they should yeah how many were stolen
7: i sent i sent i sent uh and heritage eight items when i dropped the box off at fedex the box weighed 15 pounds when it arrived in dallas it weighed six pounds they had taken four somebody slid open the box Took out four of the eight
1: items and then delivered it. Now, if you take that and you take, I mean, in Sports Collectors Daily, our good friend Rich Miller, every single week there is an article about some uh, a card shop somewhere in the country being broken into. As a matter of fact, just recently, it was a, an old timer and his wife, didn't they melt down Yogi Berra's... Uh, his his gold his world series rings right i mean so so how do we police that brian i mean (laughs) what do you guys do for security like personally man i'll tell you i don't know how we police it but i i do
5: know that uh it's incredibly unfortunate what happened to steve and 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 the loss of the items but i'm sure somehow some way we'll get those back and get them back to steve in regards to the crime that's going on with uh you know, within our hobby. I think it's a synopsis of the crime that's going on in our country.
4: Um,
5: one thing that's become abundantly clear is the value of the material that we're selling has increased so rapidly that it's unfortunately brought in incredibly unscrupulous people. And uh, if you own a brick and mortar card shop, I mean, you really have to protect yourself. I think you need cameras. Um, I wouldn't open a shop these days without bars on the windows. I really wouldn't. uh, And I don't even know if that prevents everything. So I think uh, a lot of things need to be done behind the scenes after a theft where we communicate what was taken, solicit it uh, within the hobby so we can be on the the watch for items that we know were taken. Joe, go ahead. I'm sorry. Wait, what do you want I us digress. to speak to? Crime.
2: Don't commit crime. Okay? Joe, Anybody crime. out there, don't be a criminal. It's bad for the hobby.
6: What do you What do you guys do for security? Tom, it's just a microcosm of the crime across the country. Yeah. Where there's money to be made, there's treachery, there's crime. Okay? Yeah. Whether it's corporate America, sports memorabilia, you see what's going on in the cities in our country. So... You know, what's going to stop it from spreading to our industry? You know what, but I'll mm-hmm. tell you this, and there is crime and it is a problem,
7: but it's maybe a small percentage. I can tell you I've been collecting for 62 years and i practice law for 44 years and there are very few people that you can deal, do business with with a handshake. The four people sitting to my right you can deal with them with a handshake and with a lot of the people here. So you ought to feel comfortable with uh, these guys and the other people <laughs> you're dealing with. Now I know, Tom, you want me to give out yeah. some of these before, books. Yeah, before pa- so let me, let, yeah. me, let, me yeah. let me just get to it. I got three books to give out. I'm gonna handle it all in one question because I know my time is limited. You're gonna give one person three books? No, no, just relax. Okay. Here's the question. Mickey Mantle won the most valuable player award three times somebody give me one of the three years all right that's one book Nineteen fifty-six 57. is one we got two more 58 57 is another so that's two one, 58 one more year no but you're getting close
1: keep going up we have one more right here this gentleman, 68 no 68 he couldn't even walk no no Hold on, right there.
7: Wait, wait, wait. wait, Did somebody say? Wait, what did I hear? Yeah, who said sixty-two?
1: Whoever said that guy said said sixty-two. All right, good. Come up and get your books. Come on up and get your books. You each win a book. This is a. Are they signed? No, but I'll I'll sign them when you get them. He'll sign them for you. He'll charge you fifty bucks. Yeah, yeah,
7: that'll reduce it by five. That'll reduce the value by at least five dollars. Steve, thank All you right. so much. Right. How about a
1: nice hand for Steve Lane? All right, we're going to bring another gentleman up here okay, with us. Can we get some packs
2: out? Uh, Paul Can we come get on some up. packs out? Hey, ding dong. What? what? Can we just give some packs out?
1: Yeah, of course. We got
2: yeah, time. Man. Can I flip one? You're going to damage the cards when you flip you them, more on. you moron. Right. You be careful. See? Oh, wait, look what I did. It's in I the threw wrist. it. They caught it's it. It's in ahead. the wrist. No, you don't do it right. It is okay, in the wrist, Okay, you don't wrist, have
1: to take right? their head off. That's the way I used to play okay. when I was a kid. I used to kick ass on my block. Oh, see? See what happens? Oh, hold, hold a few. Hold oh, wait. Few. We actually
2: have more than eight people here. I like this. We're taking this on the road.
1: Look at Lee. Lee, Lee's, he just tackled yeah, Lee, somebody. Lee, Lee's tackling they, Well, Lee somebody. bought the
2: packs to give oh, away. He did. Uh, oh, Oh, wow. It's called in the wrist. Oh, it's raining. You ready? Right. Oh. hold off. Hold off. Well, we got a few hold more on.
1: minutes. <laughs> all right, listen. We've got a few more minutes, uh, about 10 minutes. And the gentleman on my left, I wanted to bring in because this guy represents all of the small neighborhood card shops in the country. Uh, Cad. Paul Borges. Cad of- shops. <laughs> Paul Borges from PB Collectibles in Newport, Rhode Island. Uh, there's been a resurgence across the country of small mom-and-pop card shops reopening and flourishing. But you've been around now for how long, Paul? We, we've
9: had the shop going on our fifth year, but I've been around this for about 50.
1: So what are you seeing as a small, as your neighborhood card shop? What are you seeing? I think
9: there's a lot of, as you can see, there's a lots of excitement amongst young, the older crowd for the vintage stuff. But I see things, there's tons of excitement here. It's the same thing. We have it a little bit...
1: At the, uh, at the shop, so we're creating that buzz. Alright, all right, listen, before we continue, uh, we're going to take a quick break. You are watching the Great American Collectibles show. We are broadcasting from The National. Uh, this is the first hour. The second hour will be next week. Um, and uh, you can watch us on YouTube or on WCAP, the Valley, up in Massachusetts. Uh, Facebook, all of these great things. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Pristine Auction is a
8: family-owned and operated online auction specializing in autographed memorabilia, sports cards, coins, art, and collectibles. Since their founding in 2010, they've grown to two facilities in Phoenix, Arizona, totaling over 60,000 square feet. Jared Cavalli and an incredible staff of over 150 team members serve a very large customer base and enjoy every minute of it. By working with leading authentication companies, Pristine ensures all items are 100% authentic, In addition, third-party authenticators regularly travel to Pristine Auction to provide authentication services on-site. Pristine Auction strives to operate its business in a way that's honoring to God, their families, and their customers. With a strong focus on speed, quality, and premier customer service, their mission is to be the leading online auction for every level of collector and fan. Pristine also works for Hope Sports and Identity Hoops International. Traveling to Mexico to build houses for the less fortunate, Pristine Auction offers several online auction formats with thousands of auctions ending each day. For more information, go to pristineauction.com. That's Pristine Auction, the best in the business. If you're a discerning collector interested in owning the most important pieces in the hobby, look no further than Leland's Auctions. the hobby's leading sports auction house for four decades.
4: It's often been said that championships are won on the practice field, and world records come only to those willing to work harder than everybody else. Heritage Auctions is the world's largest collectibles auctioneer because we believe that becoming the best is only an invitation to the challenge of remaining the best. This requires the skills of the hobby's top experts
0: Hi, this is Dan from Memory Lane Auctions here to remind you that the renowned Memory Lane Collectibles Company has served as a beacon of light to the collecting community for the past several decades. Indeed, folks, it has been our utmost privilege and pleasure to provide the most enthusiastic collectors with an abundance of the finest sports cards and memorabilia for America's most coveted sports personalities via our world-class auctions. Whether you choose either a private sale transaction or the auction route, memory lane cordially invites you to reach out to us to maximize the value of your prized possessions also it is not just sales that we pride ourselves on being the best of the rest because if you are seeking a particular keepsake for your esteemed gathering we will be relentless in our quest to find that special piece to fulfill your collecting dreams so no time to wait reach out to us today for the purposes of capitalizing on our unparalleled marketing capabilities Simply pick up the phone and dial 877-606-5263. That's 877-606-LANE or find us on the World Wide Web at www.memorylaneinc.com. Now is the time for your valued consignment to ultimately become another one of Memory Lane's record-setting prices.
9: Hey, I'm Mike Petroselli.
8: If your company is looking for the best in marketing and promotional items, you'll hit a home run
1: with Petroselli Marketing. With over 8,000 suppliers and 650,000 imprint ready items, we can get your company the visibility it needs to get your maximum exposure. Whether it be office promotions, wearables, automotive, sports items, and everything in between. Petroselli Marketing can do it all. Our design staff will even work with you from concept to delivery and customize your products. At Petroselli Marketing Group, we will get your brand in front of your audience. Contact us at info at petrosellimkt.com or call us at 603 880 3202. That's Petroselli Marketing, where no dream is impossible. We're back. It's bad, huh? It's like magic. Isn't it magic? All right, we are chatting with Paul Borges from PB Collectibles. So, Paul, Rhode Island, have you seen an influx in, in, in new interest in card shops? Without
9: question. You see it all the time with people coming into the shop, asking questions. What does it take to be doing this? Uh, you know, I have some friends, a, a friend who's an attorney, always bust my chops. Like, he's got to go to court. You get to go to a card shop. And sit and do something that you love. Not that he hasn't done well as being an attorney, but after a while, so um, dealing with cards and so forth with the public, it's been awesome. So yes,
6: definitely
1: a lot of people involved. Brian, I'm going to ask you now. Um, your business, you've been around for a long time. Your day shows. With, I mean, like it shows. So you, I, like, show. I, mean, like, I mean, you were there when you know you dealt directly with Ruth. We I was there that. when the yeah. T206 was right? reissued. Um, what are you seeing as product that's coming in? Is it pretty much the same? Cards, memorabilia, modern, vintage? What are you, what are you seeing as a auction, auction house? Yeah, no,
5: I, I would say it's definitely uh, it, it's a lot of the same. I mean, obviously, graded cards, sets, large groups. Um, we've gotten more into type 1 photos. We wrote a book on Marshall Fogel's uh, type one photo collection so i think that's helped our our consignments of type one photos um you know we've got some great game used material so it's a little bit of everything but the backbone uh, probably is and always will be uh graded cards
6: joe same thing absolutely and unopened wax is amazing yeah, i is. never thought I would yeah, see... see I,
1: I mean, I haven't... I'm just learning to wrap my arms around that stuff. I mean, it's like... I'm, what's going...
6: I mean, it's unbelievable. My issue is if I owned it, I would want to open it. Exactly.
2: Chico, what about you? What's... Chico? What, I mean, you I was sp- born in Mexico. I clearly <laughs> look... I mean, no, where... What are you seeing
1: in terms of what's coming into Heritage? Besides, uh, you know, Honus Wagner's and... You know PSA nine or uh, SGC nine mantles. What are you seeing? At influx in. In, in, in anything in particular?
2: No, I mean, we get yeah, everything. Most mostly cards, but a lot of championship rings, jerseys, bat, game used bats, unopened wax. I think we all get excited. I know Brian had some unopened wax finds, and it's just so much fun when you get this vintage wax. Really goes for. I mean, it's through the roof when you get it. It's just great stuff. So we want Brian not to get any more fines of those and just give him to the heritage. But he's, he's done well getting that stuff.
1: Paul,
9: what about you? What are you seeing coming in? Actually, believe it or not, a lot of vintage. Mostly a lot of uh, 50s, 60s, that type of stuff. More on the lower grade end. But uh, seeing I try to stock mostly more vintage. Uh, like I said, 50s, 60s, 70s. So we're getting a lot of
1: that type of stuff, so, which is really good. Of the audience right here, how many of you folks collect more cards than memorabilia? How many collect cards primarily? How many collect memorabilia primarily? So there's a pretty good mix. How many collect mm. vintage memorabilia? So... Mm. How many collect modern memorabilia? So yeah, so that's pretty How many
2: are daydreaming versus listening to the show? (laughs) All right, everybody that answered that correctly, come get a pack. Anybody want a pack? You know know what's funny
9: though, is that a lot of the young kids are starting to get into the vintage side, trying to trade their cards up and get into the vintage market as well.
2: You want basketball?
1: Definitely, definitely.
2: Right, do you guys uh, even answer anything? Okay, what do we have there. left? Do we have anything no, left? No, I've given them all away. Here, wait. No, here. Wait, all right, we're just
1: about out of time anyway.
2: We are? Yeah. How about your cheap t shirt? No, you well, get these we're going to give some.
1: What do you, first of all.
2: How about your book? What's the book? Is this like the grand prize?
1: Let me tell No, that'll be later on. These were made by the Petroselli Marketing Company. I just want you to know that.
2: Okay. Anybody going to wear the shirt if I you get one? can't throw that far. Are you going to wear the shirt? You guys going to wear a shirt? Get one to the girls over there. Over there.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Sit back.
2: There you go. Couple more. Nice catch.
1: You're a Cubs fan, man. I like the Cubs.
2: (laughs) Tom, give me your car keys. There we are. All
1: right. Listen. Thank you all for showing up. Stick around. We're going to do the next hour in about thirty-five seconds. Brian Drent. Thank you very much. Mile High Card Company. Check out his booth. Uh, You're going to see the Wagner. You can. It's being displayed. Absolutely. Joe Tomasulo from Memory Lane Auctions. Joe, we love you. You know that. And Mister Wonderful here, Derek Grady, from Heritage Heritage Auctions. (laughs) Stop by the Heritage booth and Paul, as always, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right.